Welcome to The Kid Is In School, where we talk about whatever we want since our kid is not here to interrupt us. But we don't have a lot of time before the bell rings, so let's get right into it. The other day, our daughter was listening to Shake Your Booty, and she said... <laughs> like she, the disco song? Yeah, Shake Your yeah, Booty? yeah. She wanted to dance to it, so I, I had the echo play it. And then um, she was just like... I said, shake it, shake your groove thing. And she goes, what's a groove thing? And I'm like, it's your booty. And she goes, well, why do they say groove thing? And I said, well, they, I don't know. It's just in a song. And, you know, she always tries to, she's always trying to understand stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny because I say so many, like I'll just reference songs or movies or colloquialisms or idioms or phrases and not think anything of it until she stops me and says, and what does that mean again? Yes. And tell me, she's almost like a therapist. And tell me what that means to you, Mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you choose those words today? Yeah. Well, I, you know, the funny thing is, I don't know what a groove thing was. Like, there's stuff like that where, like, that's well before I was born. So you saying, it's your booty. It's like, maybe. I'm not even sure that that's true. Uh, yeah, it's a, it could be your elbows, to be honest. But I well, think. Well, I don't know. It's even a, maybe it's not even a specific part of your body. Your Do you know groove. the song I'm referring to? Shake yes. your groove thing, yeah, yeah. Yes. Show me how you do it now. You can keep going. I've already said yes. Okay, so that doesn't make you think about your butt? What else can you shake? Well, your they're shaking they're, <laughs> Your hands? Their entire body. Like shake a stranger's hands, shake a stranger's hand, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're right. They're dancing their whole, their whole body, yeah, so, so it could be not, anything. I mean, that'd be very weird if every dance was just shaking your butt. Like that, like none of the rest of your moves is just shaking your butt. Like doing the butt. Ow. <laughs> there have been so many dances about the butt, <laughs> but not the groove thing. Well, it wasn't your, it wasn't your kidney, but it did. It, you're right. Your groove thing. It's not an internal organ. Yes. I didn't expect them to shake that. <laughs> but it, you're right. It could be the whole body. And I don't really know. Cause I wasn't there. I didn't write the song. Yeah, well, language changes over the years, and having a kid reminds you that, first of all, they're finding uh, out about new terms that we do currently use all of the time. Mm-hmm. So to have something that's a little more extinct, and then you have to explain, well, what does did that mean? Sometimes we have to look it up, like, what did that actually mean? Right, the bee's knees. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I guess that means... Uh, good, like you're you're awesome. You're <laughs> but what knees. about bees' knees were ever cool? They collect yeah. pollen. Big and where, deal. And where did it come from? Like, there are terms where it, we think they mean one thing, but that is not the origin of the term. I can't think of any right now. But like, cats' you, pajamas. Yeah. Well, but what does that mean? Like, you know, bees' knees. I would assume, like, just based on the words, mm-hmm. there, it's something about having bees having knees actual knees on their body you'd have to but, guess or it could just be that it rhymes <laughs> but it could be rhymes it could be also like no actually there used to be a company called bees knees and it was the best uh they they made the best uh grease for your axles on sure. whatever so you, I, I would buy that we should have a whole game show about where did this expression come <laughs> from it could be that in new york they were saying bees knees but in california they were saying fleas knees we don't know we don't know yeah, <laughs> but one one out over the other yeah that language is crazy and it is funny she always asks me like um is it still changing i'm like yeah it's changing all the time you could you can make up a word right now and maybe maybe it'll take It'll catch fire on TikTok. Do you want to hear a new word I've just heard from the youth? Sure. The Riz. Oh, I've heard of, or heard of Riz. When did you hear about Riz? I just heard about it yesterday. I'm not even sure. I'm not sure it's the Riz. 
Maybe it is. But ma- oh, do you have Riz? Yeah. You're right. I don't know if they put an article in front of it. <laughs> the Riz. But it means it means sexual attraction, charm, charisma. Charisma. Oh, Rizma. There, that's where it comes from. Charisma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's how it's spelled. But No, it's not. You're right. R-I-Z-Z. Why do you know this? What have you been reading that you found that out before Look, me? I'm young, hip. You are happening. And within it. What's, what? I'm a hip old granny <laughs> <laughs> from Mrs. Doubtfire. Go on. Yes. What, wait, what's something that we say in Happy Days? In Happy Days, they say, um, no, sit on it. Sit on it. Okay. Yeah, which means go blow or, sorry, that's another phrase. <laughs> which means another old person Scram, phrase. Scram, beat it. I like when our daughter says, I have to go scram now because <laughs> I always tell her scram when I want her to <laughs> leave me alone. I'll still give her the time of day, but I'm like, ah, scram. I'm doing something. And she goes, no, I have a question. I go, OK, what? But now she goes, I'm going to go scram now. <laughs> yeah. Which comes from scrambled eggs. Oh, I uh, naturally. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's things like I there's things that maybe I don't know if they're just in people's families or if the regional dialect uh, dialects probably not even the right word for that. Maybe dialect might be the way that you say words that sounds right um but replacing certain words so growing up we called the vacuum Mm -hmm. the sweeper Mm -hmm. and we would sweep with the sweeper and it wasn't until i was older that like i don't think it was you it might have been a different girlfriend that was like why are you calling the vacuum a sweeper no, that wouldn't be me. I wouldn't question it. We call okay. it a sweeper as well. Okay, because so this, and she's like, it's the, it's called a vacuum. You know? <laughs> I thought she was gonna say it's called the sucker. Yeah. it sucks clearly. <laughs> um, okay, so she yeah. was very particular about you referring to it as a sweeper. Why did she think only brooms can sweep? Yes. You sweep with a broom and you vacuum with a vacuum. Which... <laughs> I remember that reminds me of my mom saying. If at the dinner table, we'd say, I'm done. She'd say, a steak is done. People are finished. I said that for years, but I think I've reverted back to, I'm done. Yeah. Which, <laughs> I'm by done the way, with something. the people that are very particular about this stuff are always the most fun, pleasant people to be around. Well, yeah, because they're, they're hypervigilant and they don't let you finish a thought without correcting yeah. you. <laughs> That's not correct English. <laughs> I liked it as a kid because, well, like our daughter today, I was still learning. So I thought, ooh, I'm going to get one up on these adults. I'm going to say something I know is accurate. And then you grow up and you realize nobody wants to hear that. Yeah, that's like a high school, middle or middle school or high school English teacher that gets really hung up <laughs> on the grammar of things. Because words in general, because growing up for me, it was ant, uh-huh. ant and a word. You know, ain't ain't a word. Yeah, yeah that's so funny. Uh, even just the way you and I pronounce it is slightly different. What you said, ant, 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 and a word. Ant, ant, ain't. Yeah, I say ain't. Ain't like okay. <laughs> so ant, ant. Somebody listening is like, what? What are the either of them talking? I about? didn't know we said it differently till just now. My English teacher aunt's gonna be like, both are incorrect. They're yeah. not words. But it's now I believe uh, ain't is a word right. in the dictionary. So it's like, that, but that's, so that's how language changes. So I don't get hung up on stuff like that. Hmm. So, and there's <laughs> things like, uh, Riz where it's like, ah, that probably will come and go. Gosh, but, I don't see it staying long at that, all. Yeah, that, I have yet to use it. No, for real. <laughs> there are certain words that it's like, they're in youth pop culture for a certain period of time. And then they go extinct very quickly. No diggity. Yes. No. <laughs> No I doubt. never use that one ever. Yes. Uh, scrubs. I feel like, because I remember when the song No Scrubs came out. Yeah. 
nobody had used the word scrubs uh-huh. in like four years, it felt like. And so like, I was just like, that's such an old term. <laughs> now, because they would have been in their 20s when they were singing that song probably or early 30s. Right, they don't want any deadbeats, any losers. <laughs> so, but, but we all took it personally. Like, do they not want me? Am I a scrub because so, I don't have a car and I'm walking? <laughs> I, I didn't even oh, think. Oh, yes, that, son, I'm talking to you. I couldn't even get past the term scrub as like, oh, that's you sound so old. And you know, for them, it's like, it probably felt like well, that's the term we're just using now. And it's kind of like you with Riz, you're like, mm-hmm. Hey Riz, I've got Riz. And they're like, nobody's used that since 2021. Yes. You know? Oh, it's the truth. And so, and there's obviously, uh, when hearing people of, uh, I guess it will be baby boomers with the term groovy, like groovy, was popular for that disco era time, the seventies, mm-hmm. maybe flower child era, but it did not go past that. Well, I still hear people who were young then say it now, but I don't hear young people say groovy. No. Well, you truly, you don't even hear middle-aged people saying groovy. You have to be like old Gen X and uh, up. Yeah. Not I hear even them Gen X. Say- I think you have to be like a baby boomer. Cause like, yeah, you're ba- I mean, my, my mom says groovy and I'm like, I know what she means. Yeah. She doesn't have to break that one down for me. Well, she- I know what it means, but it isn't something that, people use ah, groovy i don't know i want to bring it back now yeah um, if you're young and you say groovy you're talking about potato chips well i'm a <laughs> well i'm not young anyway so i guess i am allowed to use it yeah, well you're younger than a baby boomer i you're, am you're younger than gen x you're a as far so. as you know i mean black don't crack but uh, <laughs> wouldn't that be great if at the end of our lives <laughs> you were actually 30 years older out. than i thought you were <laughs> yes <laughs> You were like, I'm this is her birth certificate? What in the world? Oh, I love, I just love You're, shockers like that. It, Late that, game shockers, I call Based on your dad's age, uh, you could have been. You could have been in your, you could be currently in your early 70s. Well, he was 50 when I was born. Stop making people do no, math No, no, you're doing home. the actual age. So think of how old he was. Uh, would be now so based on right. what year he was born oh okay i see what you're saying if he had me as a teen and he died in his or, late 80s or even then 20 I could you know. be in my 70s Woo, that's ooh, that's something to think about <laughs> let me go backwards and say that uh our last podcast i got hung up on the pronunciation of library because mm-hmm. an influencer said library and was wildly successful online and i am not as successful online and i say it correctly no the point was <laughs> we're um, actually changing the name of the podcast to the kid is in the library <laughs> So I, um, I mean, it doesn't really bother me. And I, I, like I said before, I follow her. I like her stuff. But the whole point is there are no rules to this. You, you don't have to get hung up on language or, you know, different pronunciations. I know when we were growing up, I honestly, we said soda pop in Indiana. You did too, right? I think we just said pop. Some people said soda. Some people said, but I always said, why would you call your father soda? <laughs> okay all right oh that, that should be a closing joke ah it's, a, it's my closer yeah <laughs> that's my podcast ender so i'm just gonna be quiet for the rest of the episode and you talk yeah that's uh we said pop and i think did you really say pop i think indiana is pop and then i said soda pop i but- think soda pop might be a little further north, like a Minnesota, Wisconsin thing might be more soda pop. I remember riding the bus and hearing kids talk about pop. But if I ever asked for it at home, I would say, Mom, why don't you buy us any soda pop? And she yeah. would say, I don't want that sugar in the house. And then okay. she would she would give us raspberry hot chocolate for breakfast. Yes, I wasn't allowed to have the good stuff. cans of, uh, I call it soda now, 
but and I think at the time we called everything Coke. So that's another thing. Um, <laughs> that's super Midwest. Yeah, and that's, Coke. Oh my gosh! You get a Coke. You talk about uh, not being exact. I'm surprised that you said everything was Coke because you're 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 a stickler for details these days. I would say. Yeah. Well, I guess when we were kids, so you know, we'd say pop generally speaking, but like like you want to pop, but you would go get a Coke. And I, I imagine the Coke is probably more regional. This is just a guess to Georgia, kind of where where it was invented, originated, and still is uh, their um, headquarters. Or New York, where cocaine is popular. Yeah, it could be that. It could be you know Columbia. They say <laughs> Coke. They so, do say it a lot down yeah. there. <laughs> In Washington D.C., they call it crack. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's all regional yes. colloquialisms for this beverage. Because <laughs> I'm thinking of D.C. from 1983. I'm hearing something when you talk the way you said "ent" for "ain't," and now you say "coke." Like you have this, but we're from the same city and we grew up around the same time. So it's so weird that I have this way of pronouncing things like "coke." I'm all like "oak," <laughs> and you're like "coke." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you- there's, if you think you are, I don't know if you think you are. There's but that's this what I'm guy. His YouTube videos will pop up every now. He's a he's a YouTube minister, I guess you would call him, uh-huh. and he says worship. <laughs> yeah, worship. Ooh, I like worship, and I like daughter, especially if it's like <laughs> what, what's the second mean word? Seriously, instead of daughter, oh. you're like my daughter. My daughter. I knew one woman. She was a, my friend's mom who would say daughter. Daughter. Like, yeah. Well, the way I say it, I'm like slowing it down and making it. That sounds it more weird. like an app that you would order things. It's. I, did you get that on DoorDash? No, I got it on Daughter. Daughter. They take it door to door. Daughter. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I do. Door to door vacuum clean sales but, as a daughter sweeper or sweeper daughter. But some some uh, people have a way of talking. I think it's just the way their mouth is formed. Like I know somebody in our life who says can't instead of can't, and it's just. Like, yes, we can. Like, she says can. I don't know, in just a, a different way. I won't tell you who until after the podcast is over. <laughs> but I will say our daughter says, maybe you've never noticed this, blanket instead of blanket. Bly. Blanket. And I'm, and I, <laughs> and she said, asked me one day, like, why do you say blanket like that? And I said, I don't know. I just say blanket. And blanket. she goes, but it's blanket. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I don't want her to change it because it's so cute. Some of it, I'm like, I don't even know. I don't even hear a difference. So. Oh, my gosh. Well, when I found out I was saying your last name wrong was shocking. That was like six months ago. Yeah. What were you calling it? I've been giving it two syllables and you've been giving it one. So I've been saying Thayer, like layer cake. And you say Thayer. Yeah. Like walking on air. Thayer. I can't. It's hard, it's, hard, it's hard for me to even get two syllables into it. It feels like you're just jamming an extra syllable in it. <laughs> I will. There is a family member on your side. I won't say who, who was like tried to like act like I was wrong about how I pronounced my name. Your too. own last name. Yeah. So oh, like, funny. It's two syllables. It's like layer, like you were saying. Uh-huh. I go. Well, that's not how we pronounce it. It's there, and she's like, "That's not correct." And I'm like, "Okay, you know." Ah, yeah. It's almost like convincing someone Sears is pronounced with two syllables, like mm-hmm. Sears. Sears. No, I've never I've always said Sears well all right what was the point of all this I think the point is um different strokes for different folks which is an idiom (laughs) (laughs) yeah which is a different form of speech yeah you and I weren't even sure what a colloquialism was and then we asked Alexa and she didn't give us any help I think she used uh the word colloquial in the definition yeah colloquialism is a colloquial term and we're like thanks I know which (laughs) 
is Alexa like a third grader? Because our teachers would always say you're not allowed to define a term with the term. Right. She's cheating. She mm-hmm. didn't know. No. <laughs> Sometimes Alexa goes, sorry, I didn't catch that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, you did. You did. <laughs> you just don't feel like answering it I'm right going to start saying that to people when I don't know the answer. I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. <laughs> I like to say, your call is important to us. Please <laughs> stay on the line. Mm-hmm. And then I never get back to them. Yeah, you're 138th in line. Yeah, and then I w- then I finish my sandwich. Yeah, would you like a call back? <laughs> Is this they the correct though. number? Oh, so um, I realized something recently. The pandemic is over. You, recently, you noticed. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still shell shocked, but but you know we had it kind of good because we raised our child during the pandemic. So she was mm, infant to toddler during the worst of it, during the quarantine and during. I like the way you phrase that too. We raised her then. We're done raising her. Like she's Oh, she's yeah, she's, she's on her own now. She's six. She's done. She has her own blanket and everything. <laughs> um, but but you know, it was it was kinda nice, especially because recently we had to do um because of a snow day, she had to have school still in front of a computer. And she's yeah. six now, and we were like, Ugh, a six year old can't sit in front of a computer. Who in their right mind? And then we sounded just like the people from four years ago. Yeah, I can't imagine doing a whole school year like that. In fact, I was even thinking with that one day, it almost seems like it would have been easier to pull your kids out of school and homeschool them. Right. You could just like, we got the books, we're studying this together, and we're not going to try to put you in front of a screen that I now have to wrangle you in front of. Oh, gosh, yeah. What a what a silly idea that would have been. But we all kind of fell into the Zoom the vacuum, the black hole of Zoom, where it was like, well, we have to communicate, so we must use this feature. And you were the first person that introduced the concept of Zoom fatigue to me. You're like, I can't attend church by Zoom anymore. I'm not getting anything out of it. I'm done. I'm Zoomed out. And I was like, really? Come on. Really? And then I, too, was like, oh, yeah. For me, I got Zoom Zoom fatigue with with comedy shows. Mm -hmm. There's still some good ones that I like to do. Shout out to the Living Room Show. But um, some are just people... The problem is the performers do not bring their A game. They bring their F game almost. They bring their 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 T game. Well, it's it's a mixed bag. For one, it's not the same thing as doing stand up, doing comedy on Zoom. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, I had to change the way I even thought about it in order to have fun and be able to do a good job, because just essentially reading. It's not reading, but like performing jokes at a screen Mm -hmm. is not the same thing as being in a room with energy and people, even though you're seeing people on their screens, but you can't hear them the same way. A Mm -hmm. lot of them are muted or delayed reaction, delayed reaction, or they have the thing on. So I just started treating it like panel on a late night talk show. Mm -hmm. So instead of trying to treat it like I'm doing stand up for a late night audience, I am now sitting next to somebody. So I always told the host. Um, and this started with Anthony Katfer, who has a bunch of Zoom shows. Like I would come on, and I said, "Just stay on." Mm-hmm. And so, and it started because I, I do what I call like gentle roasting mm-hmm. with people, where I, you know I'm, <laughs> I'm roasting them, but like you know it's all out of love type of thing. But definitely about their appearance. Oh yes, stuff that's <laughs> going to make them deeply insecure for the rest of their lives. <laughs> but, but you, <laughs> but you finish it with a Don Rickles anyway, gang. Yeah, anyway, gang. You know, we do it out of love, <laughs> and so it started with him and I was kind of roasted him. And then after a while I just said, just keep your camera on and just during my set. And so Mm -hmm. then I just started talking to him like 
he's the host of a late night show. So Anthony, I, you know, my daughter's getting older, you know, and do yeah, that it's kind great of great because then he knows when you're making a joke. So he knows how to actually respond to it. Yes. Whereas I, I, the zoom show I did recently, I was doing the punchlines. I was not hearing laughs. These are tested punchlines. So they usually would get laughs. Everybody has now been so comfortable watching. They're, they're looking at me like I'm a TV show. So mm-hmm. they're not audibly laughing. They're just smiling if their face is even in the frame. Mm -hmm. So I like that idea of treating it like panel because then you get, even if it's slight on a slight delay, you get two people volleying back and forth. Yeah. And it's that, you know, some, some of the zoom hosts have said, no, thank you. I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think probably for most of those, I go, okay, well, I don't know if I want to come back to that one then. Cause Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't, I don't, I, because I'm able to perform live now. It's like, I don't need to just get on and perform at a, bunch of blank screens anymore. right it, so. it, it just messes up your pacing then it makes you not look as good and if you've got an ego well then that won't do no. <laughs> and if you have low self-esteem well then that's just the killer well yeah you shouldn't and, do and horribly also just the way that people view you it's like you know i won't name names on any of this thing but i did a show a zoom show and the host had their significant other on and i found out the significant other didn't like my my comedy mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like, well, I don't know if they don't like my comedy. They didn't like what I did on zoom, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean if they were at a live show, mm-hmm. they would not like that. So mm-hmm. it's something where it's like, <laughs> what's the upside to me doing this? You know, like right. if it doesn't bring the best out of me and people don't even go away getting a real sample of who I am. Well, I would say not necessarily even the best. Like I know I gave a great effort mm-hmm. and, but it's just something where it's like, it's going to be a little different than what I do in stand-up mm-hmm. you know same way with podcasting it's like this isn't like our stand-up mm-hmm. this is a much looser type of conversation than stand-up is mm-hmm. and so but if you don't like this and you go i don't like the podcast i don't want to see their stand-up it's like well you these are you might actually like the stand-up or vice versa sometimes people are great podcasters and then they will be doing stand-up and you go see the stand-up you go this is not what I like. You know, right. Well, the tone could be completely different yeah. or the style. Yeah, it's it's tough. I don't know if it's the medium then of Zoom or if it's just the, you know, how people approach it. If it's the audience and the comics, you know, that bother me about it. But mm-hmm. either way, I, I'm thankful, especially if an online show will make money because I didn't have any commute. I like that part. But um, ease was definitely there. Yeah. You just go and into I, the other room. And I can be forgetful on stage if I'm doing, you know, jokes out of order or a new joke I'm trying. So the, you know, it won't come out of my mouth at the right pace as it would if I did have it taped in front of the computer where no one can see it. <laughs> <laughs> or the set list if it's right there in front of me instead of having to check my phone mid joke or whatever. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's a dilemma all stand up comedians face and learn to overcome, which is. You know, get your pacing down once you've done it a million times. Mm -hmm. But another benefit to uh, our daughter being raised during the pandemic is uh, she didn't get any baby during the pandemic, really. Oh, you don't like me saying being raised? Okay, reared her infancy. (laughs) Like, I already, I thought I covered that. (laughs) Golly, you're a stickler. uh, You know, I'm the stickler uh, for language. Sorry, being a baby during the pandemic is that um, she didn't get any daycare diseases. No hand foot and mouth disease which i was terrified once i heard about what that was i know it turns out it's just red rash on your feet and hands but ooh, it sounds gross yeah hoof and mouth is it sometimes they call it hoof and mouth and you're <laughs> like well did she get it from some kind of barnyard animal i know cloven hoof it's like it's uh definitely something that that was a benefit so for whatever that year and a half when she wasn't really around any other kids 
we were not getting sick. Now, once she started going to preschool Mm -hmm. and particularly when she went to kindergarten, it felt like we were getting sick all the time. So I don't know if there was like a delay where she wasn't picking up the germs younger Mm -hmm. and therefore her immune system was not ready for that. And then she's bringing it to us and we're our immune systems not used to this because we've been isolated. Right. But I think now we're kind of coming out, you know, when you're saying that, like you're realizing the pandemic's over. I feel like the post pandemic getting sick from everything, our immune systems are now adjusted to that where we're not getting sick every other week the way we were for a while oh that was miserable (laughs) (laughs) which i guess every parent has to deal with that oh yeah and and apparently every teacher too yeah as i'm just glad they don't get lice (laughs) why does that keep happening in schools like just wash the bus seats or something i don't know how that good grief kids get lice where it comes from but it does it feels like a charles dickens novel type disease right then we (laughs) Haven't we figured out how to get past little bugs living in our heads? They should just be on our pets, and that's about it. Um. Lice is one of those, too, where it's even just saying the word lice, I guarantee there's people listening to this right now that their head just got itchy. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, how am I that way with – not with fleas, not with bed bugs. Uh, oh, what is it? Scabies? No. What's the one? Ringworm. Ugh. When I hear ringworm, <laughs> oh, I start to, ew. and I've never had it, but I start to, my skin crawls. And I'm like, oh no, I've got the fungus. There is definitely different diseases that make me go, ooh, like, uh, but lice was one of them when I was a kid. There was somebody that we knew in our church, their kids got lice, which is just a common thing. But then I was like freaking out. I was probably 12 or something like that and I yeah like, we got i gotta go get my you know lice treatment i did lice treatment without even having lice oh you poor thing <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i have to have this i you know and they're like is that lice or is that just dandruff what is this now you know? compared to me you're very i would say you're very laid back because i can be a little high strung but <laughs> to think about you being a neurotic kid is so funny to me <laughs> i still have some things where like washing my hands i thinking about what other people do and touch you sent me a video on Instagram about the bacteria at a Wendy's. Oh yes, in a uh, in the in the soda machine. machine. Yes, some girl <laughs> has a jug of water and she goes, "This water was from Arby's. I left it in my car for a week, and there's all this mold." And then it stitches over to a guy who's a scientist, and he goes, "Well, yeah, the soda machines contain a lot of mold, mm-hmm. and it grows." Yeah, he did. And a I was test like, on "Ew." <laughs> yeah, it, well, it has bacteria, and so knowing that, and the that particular one was a bacteria that comes from dirt. Mm -hmm. So people, somebody had been working in dirt Mm -hmm. and then had gotten that on, they've touched the the machine, who knows what, Mm -hmm. and then it now has grown on there. And now the plus, the upside to all of this is that particular thing, yes, it does cause disease. Mm -hmm. You know, you get sick from it. But our immune systems generally are prepped for this and we take that out pretty quickly. So you don't get sick from it. Mm-hmm. You'd have to be immunocompromised for this really to be a danger. Mm-hmm. But even thinking that makes me go, Oh, I don't think I ever want a fountain soda again. <laughs> like I, it reminds me, the comedian Tommy Johnigan once said, and this is a decade ago, <laughs> but I heard him on a podcast say um, he only eats at Panera and I, I did a little bit of road at the time, but I hadn't done a ton yet. And I just thought, man, when you got to be a headliner, there's something that happens to you where you become a germaphobe. 
And now I think you're entering that phase of like I'm a germaphobe. You realize how much stuff you touch at a gas station and at a you know wherever you are, and it's like politicians that have to shake a bunch of hands or musicians. They have an entourage so that you weirdos don't touch them because they'll get sick from you. Well, because people they are just filthy and gross. Like during it was right, it was definitely during the pandemic, but. I don't know if it was, I think it was right before everything was shut down or maybe it was like the last gig I did, I think before all gigs stopped. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like, oh, they're talking about shutting everything down. Mm. It, but we had already experienced like, oh, this is now a problem. This COVID is now spreading. Right. And I went to a truck stop, you know, I just stopped in, got some gas and went to the restroom. And there was a guy that came out of the stall mm. And didn't wash his hands and walked right out of the restroom. And I'm like, and he had like one of those uh, reflective vests. So he's like a construction worker or something. And I'm like, now he's going to go and he's going to touch all the stuff. He's going to, do I want to get a Frappuccino? No, I'm going to set that back down. Am I going to get a Coke? No, I'm going to set that down. I want this candy bar. You're you're clocking everything he's touching. I'm doing everything. I'm around just, I'm taking video evidence of this thing. But knowing that, like, this is what people who are already being told you need to take extra precautions is like, nah, germs. Not me. I've met a couple people who were like, germs aren't real. That man definitely passed away. And, (laughs) and he was not in good shape either. Like, you know, so golly, they tempt fate. Well then, you know, there's that alternate theory that, well, I'm just immune to everything because I touch so much germs. Yeah. Well, there is those people, you you know, there's people that eat like raw chicken because I know. Oh, oh, they're out there. Somehow that makes me immune to salmonella. It's like, oh, you're you're just testing fate with that stuff. I I didn't know that the fast food uh, Instagram that I sent you made you squeamish. But I do know that if you ever catch me (laughs) gently wiping my nose after I've sniffed, like sniff. And then I rub my nose. You go, do you need a Kleenex? (laughs) And then after I get a Kleenex, do you want to wash your hands? (laughs) So you don't you don't let that gas station behavior fly in this house. No, that's like <laughs> I couldn't control that guy, and I can't control you, but I can at least remind you that we don't do that. That's come we do though. When you're not home, we do that because what is it's my nose is dry. Like there is no liquid coming to touch my nose. It's it's in my nose, and I'm sniffing it back into my nose. Then why what's your, why is your hand involved in this at all? Because the the nose hairs get tickly from dust. I don't know. Your hand should have no, oh my if, if it's goodness. all dry in there. Yeah, this dovetails nicely into an airing of grievances I think we need to have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because you, on the same subject, like to clip your nails. I think in your way, it's very respectful. Over a Kleenex, right? Mm-hmm. And then you fold up the tissue and you throw it away. Meanwhile, nails can fly willy-nilly, okay? They don't just know to drop directly down like a circus performer landing in a net. No, so, no, no, that is incorrect. So, excuse me, let me finish. <laughs> let me finish! <laughs> so, I think the polite thing to do is what I do, which is you clip over a trash can in another room, too. Like, if I'm eating a bowl of chips, I do not want to see you clip your fingernails. But you'll do it anywhere you feel necessary as long as you have your Kleenex. That is... Not correct. All right. What's the correct form? For one, when's the last time you even saw me clip my nails? Because I always do it in the bathroom and over the sink. With Sink? Yes. (laughs) Why over the sink? Because I can see. It belongs in the trash. Do you then rinse it down the drain? No, I I take them and I put them in the trash. Oh, you're so funny. All right, go on. I don't don't clip the way you clip. 
there's a way to clip where you keep the nail from flinging off everywhere. <laughs> you just start clipping. You're the willy nilly with it, like snap, snap, snap. Like I'm like, how many fingernails do you have? I'll I'm hear cutting like, confetti. I'll hear 45 clips, and I'm like, <laughs> you're still on the first nail. I it's like basically two uh, clips. You clip you one that? side, uh-huh. and then you clip the other, and it kind of holds oh, it in place. Mr. Perfect. And so when you, you cut, okay, so all you... The, you should have exactly ten nails. <laughs> There shouldn't be more than 10 nails anywhere. I take back me being high strong. I think you're the high strong one. I just, so you cut your nails the way a child cuts construction paper, slowly, deliberately, until they get a nice, neat line. Well, no, and I cut it, should it be the two, way. Two snips for each nail. <laughs> okay, fine. I liked my metaphor, but fine. Um, and, and then I cut it like a paper shredder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. If anybody has pieces of nails all over this house, uh-huh. it's you. I guess that's the whole point. The one I want you to manage your pieces because I have pieces that fly and you you claim not to. No. You're special. Yeah. Didn't you say you had something to complain about me? Well, the, I guess I've, I didn't realize we were going to air grievances, but since we are. <laughs> yeah. you For some reason, you have put one of your games like... An app. Yeah, an app game, like Jewel uh, type game where you line stuff up. I don't Don't give them any money. We're not saying the real name. I don't I don't even know what it's called. Like the what you call (laughs) but that you have it on my iPad. You have it on your iPad, Mm -hmm. your phone, and my iPad for some reason. And so you have your own iPad. We've had these for ten years. They're yours and mine. Mm -hmm. And you will play on mine mm-hmm. and wear the battery down and then not charge it even. So like, I'll be like, there's 3% battery. <laughs> this is a real this. world season two type complaint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to use my iPad, you should charge it. And I've said that. I've said, you, I'm going to delete this off of here if you won't charge this. And you've said, oh, I'll charge it. And, and then I do and then mostly. Mostly. And then there's like once a week where you don't do it. And I'm like, Hey, you're supposed to charge this. You didn't charge this again. You, then you act like I'm offending you by telling you to it's charge It's just mine. a double standard because I see your iPad hither and thither not plugged in, sir. I, I plug in your your iPad if necessary. You will let yours run down as you see fit. But heaven forbid I happen to have touched it recently. Then you think, oh, I only have 46% battery because she played her game. That isn't even close. For one, a double standard would be if I... I used your iPad and uh-huh. ran it down and didn't think there was a problem with that. Not I used my iPad and you <laughs> used my iPad. That's you a, just don't hold yourself to the same standard that you hold me to. And I think that's not fair. That's a double standard. <laughs> I First of all, I do charge. If I see mine is running down, I always plug it in. You do not do that with mine. Oh, I just this is this is what keeps you up at night. I just can't believe it. Meanwhile, can I look over by our hamper? Okay, there's no clothes in front of it, but you will get inches from the hamper and then just put your clothes right in front of it. You, and I don't understand that at all. You've said this, but speaking of double standards, often I will pick up your socks and underwear that is sitting in front and throw it in there. How do you define often with, without the hard T, by the way, when I'm thinking <laughs> of it? Um, how often do you think that happens? Once a week. Really? Probably the same frequency in which you do not charge my iPad. This is great. I love couples counseling without a counselor. <laughs> <laughs> We're using some good listening skills right now, mm-hmm. just letting the other person have their say. 
That's that's what we'll close every show with now is like the airing of grievances. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I, I, I was going to end it a different way, which is with a recurring dream, but I already know that's one of your pet peeves is having to hear my dreams. <laughs> Only because I've asked you not to tell me your dreams. I don't want to hear them. <laughs> but you just launch into them anyway. That's all. <laughs> is that because you can't do anything about it? I know you recently said, look, if I'm traveling and you have like a, a mini fire to put out, just tell me about it once I get back because I can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Is this similar for my dreams? If I say I have a nightmare, you can't reach into my brain and fix it so you don't even want to hear about it? Um... I don't, I wouldn't say it's exactly like that because with something that's real mm-hmm. and like you've got a little mini fire to put out here, there is nothing I can do from like, for example, I was in Oregon this past weekend. I can't, there's nothing like, even if I, there was an emergency mm-hmm. here, if there was an emergency, obviously I want to know about it, but I'd have to <laughs> get a plane ticket and then it's going to take me five hour flight back to new york so it's like it's gonna take me almost a full day to get back right even if i immediately went to the airport and paid whatever i had to pay to get on a flight with other things like mini fires it's like oh yeah if it's something that you can just put out just like the dog is sick we have to get into the vet next week that kind of thing yeah i don't need stress added to things um but when it comes to dreams they aren't real so there's not only is it Nothing I can do about it, but mm-hmm. that's fine. But they're usually very boring. Mm-hmm. And so it, dreams are interesting to the person that had them, not to the people that they try to tell them to, because we don't have the full insight to what the dream was like. We didn't experience the dream. Mm-hmm. And it's. I think Jim Gaffigan has a joke about this, <laughs> which is like, it's always a very interesting dream to the person and Mm -hmm. then they tell it and they don't ever tell anything interesting it's kind of like well you were there and then we went to the store but then we saw this guy and he was blue and you're like okay (laughs) and like yeah that's it and i'm like oh that's okay i don't i don't i don't know why it bugs me so much to hear dreams but yeah well, okay. No, well, nobody wants to be bored to death and nobody <laughs> wants to hear something tedious. So I get why you don't want to hear dreams if that's what you get out of them. Like, oh, this is insignificant. But for me, I mean, I could say that wrestling is insignificant. Watching a wrestling match, it's mm-hmm. like, I just don't know what to look for that would be cool. More, Actually, I like wrestling a lot more than I like football. I do not know what to look for in a football <laughs> game, even if it's the daggone Super, super Bowl. <laughs> the Super <laughs> That's a different, that's a colloquialism right there. Super Bowl. <laughs> so, um, so I don't know what to look for and what a sack is. I don't know any of the terminology. I see the same guys do some stuff, but I can't tell them apart. So I don't know whose position is what. And then I can't even follow where the ball is. Someone has the ball and then they don't. And everybody's screaming. And I'm like, I don't even see where it is. And they're like, oh, it's under that pile of people. <laughs> so, so I think that's what you are with dreams. You're like, well, what do I even look for? And I'll tell you what to look for your own name. So if someone says they have a dream about you, your ears should go up like a cat. Like, oh, really? Because they're either going to tell you something that's going to happen to you in life, like a prophet, or they're going to tell you what they think about you and are afraid to say. Well, that could be true. Uh, I just wish with dreams, the recanting, the retelling. Recounting. The, recounting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, recanting. Recanting is when you take it back. Take it back, which sometimes I wish people would recant <laughs> their dreams. But uh, that they when you're retelling these things be very concise be very succinct with your retelling of the dream it should be almost just a thesis statement Mm -hmm. and that's it 
versus I am now going to go through the details of the dream, which are not going to make full sense to anybody else. Okay, I'm going to make it real good. Okay, just just hear me out. Let's just leave you on this. I had a recurring dream of getting to audition for SNL and something goes wrong. Like I can't remember my I can't see the 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 note cards so I have to make up the script and then it doesn't make people laugh and then they decide thank you but no thanks but anyway for once I had a SNL audition dream and it went great and everybody loved it and I was like finally I'm cast onto the show so I let myself win in my dream which is the whole reason I'm telling you that whereas usually I think oh for some reason I fell short of my goals then I wake up from the alarm I snooze it for an hour and in that hour I go back to sleep and I have a different recurring dream, which is that I am stuck in the middle of nowhere. I go to a fast food restaurant to try to find civilization or like humans and hopefully food and there's nothing there to eat. And then when I finally decide like, Ugh, I guess I'll eat this thing that they make, I don't have any money. And I woke up thinking that is so crazy that I let myself win for the audition thing. It's like uh, 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 that means I have optimism about my career and then like pessimism about my bank account. I think the other thing was about like not having the cash to have something you don't even want that much of to me was like, I hate being broke. <laughs> well, it saved you from those nasty soda pop machines. So. I didn't get, I didn't get uh, hoof and mouth disease. Thanks for joining us today. If you had a great time, let us know on social, follow kid is in school on Twitter and the kid is in school on Instagram. Subscribe. So you don't miss our next episode. Be sure to throw us one of those five-star ratings and share with your friends. Oh, and do it quickly before the kid gets home.